0: Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead.
1: Gather round, paladins, rangers, barbarians, and wizards, and hearken your hearing to us herrings. Acrobat cavalier. (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Max Mike Movies the show where the hits are critical and the dungeons are full of dragons. Wow. Once again, we journey into the great quest of You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me, where your humble hosts try to see which of us can make the other suffer through the worst movies we can find and still remain on speaking terms. <laughs> this week, I've chosen a ripe and ready stink burger of the TV movie variety for Mike. Extra special. 1982's film adaptation of Rona Jaffe's Mazes and monsters. Ooh. Oh, yes. I am your maze controller, Max Levine. And over there is your favorite wandering monster, Mike Luce. Who is
0: moderately pleased to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I use my
1: polyhedra dice and everything. <laughs> I have lots of comic books. <laughs> I keep them in plastic bags. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, true Ooh, believers. We are. We are dealing with. Uh, I actually now usually we choose movies that one of us hasn't seen. I saw this movie when it came out in 1982 on TV. B-b-b-b- I have not Big seen deal. it since. Huh? Big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. my life is none the richer for having done this. First, of course, a little business. You may indeed be listening to us on your favorite podcast app. If not, why aren't you? <laughs> it's the Google. As long as it's the Google Podcast app or the Apple Podcast app and if you're not using one of those, there's something very, very wrong with your life. You can also find us, of course, on the website or the entire archive of all of our rantings, maxmikemovies.com. You can find us on the Twitter and the Facebook, also at <laughs> Max Mike Movies. Are you on the pot? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not right. And uh, if you do have comments, questions, queries, or if you're interested in the contest, See our website well, for that. Y- y- Email f- us at us, that's literally us, at maxmikemovies.com. The contest is over. By the time they hear this, the
0: contest is over.
1: I know, I'm just torturing them. Well, maybe
0: we'll have another one. If it goes very well,
1: we'll do another one. Yes, we'll have the punch Mike in the nose contest. <laughs> Whoever can punch Mike in the nose hardest. <laughs> we'll probably get more <laughs> entries for that. <laughs> we'll probably get a liner on the block, yep. Yeah. Mazes and Monsters.
0: The show.
1: Mazes and Monsters. Now, I will describe the plot from what my aging memory remembers from about 30 years ago. My legs are weak, my eyes are old and bent. Uh, Four college students are drawn together by their love of an evil role playing game. One of them played by friggin' Tom Hanks. Begins to lose his ability to distinguish between the game and reality. Nasty hijinks ensue. That's pretty much what I remember. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's
0: other little... We'll get into it, but as far as the plot goes, that's fine. Yeah. Or to be fair, yeah. well,
1: that that we'll leave it there. That's fine. Okay. I do have a very small amount of trivia and such, because there's really not a lot said about this movie... For, you know, obvious reasons. Well, to be
0: fair, let me just interject real quick. This was a TV movie, as Max said. Generally with Mm. TV movies, they get shown once and then they're gone forever. Nobody like clamors to the networks. Please, please, please show this every year or, you know, put this out on some. Well, of course, when it came out, there really wasn't much for home watching. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're they're just meant to be, I don't know, garner ratings and then leave. And so it
1: did. (laughs) Yeah. It was adapted by the novel by Rona Jaffe, who was a writer for Cosmopolitan. She wrote about 17 novels. Her grandfather was a construction tycoon who built the famous New York's famous Carlisle Hotel. Ooh. This also was very timely in the early 80s because this was the time of the great Satanic Panic. <laughs> over, you know, not just satanic you know, satanic influences in music you know, if you play Ozzy Osbourne backwards he becomes almost comprehensible <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. so if you play Ozzy Osbourne backwards, he's actually he's saying, so the proper way to brew chamomile tea <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, that Ozzy can say chamomile but, I, chamomile? Uh, mm, something like that no. Uh, her, her source novel, it was probably, almost certainly, inspired by the disappearance of Michigan State University student James Dallas Egbert III, yeah, well. who actually disappeared because his last name was Egbert, mm. and wouldn't you? No. Uh, who was thought to have gone into the college's steam tunnels to play a live-action game of Dungeons & Dragons. Everyone assumed at this point that that's where you played D&D was in the friggin' steam tunnels. In reality, he had gone there to commit suicide. And in fact, his depression probably had nothing to do with the role-playing game, but was likely brought on by the pressure of school, drug addiction, and other personal issues. The truth of Egbert's disappearance didn't come out until William Deere, a private investigator hired by his family, published his own account of the incident three years after the novel was published. It could be argued that Mazes and Monsters was born of a public hysteria based on an urban myth surrounding Egbert's disappearance. It could be argued this... Because it's true.
0: <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is that um, when he went down to the steam tunnel to commit suicide, he would have succeeded, except that he didn't. Like, he actually mm-hmm. took the drugs and then woke up the next morning. Um, he ended up hiding at uh, one of his, a couple of different friends' house, because at this point mm-hmm. they went looking for him. The private detective was hired. And the private detective actually found him. And Egbert said, please don't tell anybody. And the private detective said, okay. And he actually went off, I forget what, he ended up working on like an oil rig or something somewhere before he ended up, actually, Mm. he tried to commit suicide twice and failed both times. The third time he had actually moved away, was working on, as I said, I think it was an oil rig I read, and had, you know, this time he used a gun and he was successful, which is very sad. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But again, gaming, like, really seems to have almost nothing to do with any of this, but there you go. Yeah.
1: But there was this... This sudden hysteria in the 80s that D&D was, uh, you know, leading to devil worship, and of course you had such authoritative sources as Jack Chick comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of his most famous, oh Lord, Mike, you you, you tell him you know more about him. You tell him who Jack Chick was. I, this is the sort of idiot who should not be forgotten. Uh- in case, you know. I know very little about him because
0: I don't care Um, but if you've ever Mm. taken any form of public transportation at some point (laughs) you probably have just about sat on a chick track or one of his little comics Um, Mm. they are these little black and white comics about not even that's not even the size of a playing card and they're all about the evils of the modern world and each comic deals with a specific evil and it goes into these. It's basically like the weekly world news of trying to get you to follow religion. Um, the stuff that's yeah. in there is beyond belief. We used to actually collect them because they're hilarious. Um, they're mm-hmm. probably now online. You can find scans, but they're still apparently they're still out there. Like you can still find them. And this guy is as a. To be fair, I don't know anything about him, but the comics are are very um, conservative, Fund- fundamental, it's very
1: fundamentalist Christian.
0: Yeah. And, but, of course, it's fundamental. fundamentalist Christian in his definition. So yeah. some things that, like, would piss off even fundamentalist Christians show up in these. And there's also – there's there's comics about aliens, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff. There's stuff about D&D. There's stuff about yeah, everything.
1: It, yeah, against – about Halloween. Yeah. The D&D one is famous. Yeah. I mean, it's also one of the longest ones. But, yeah, you, you had stuff like that, and you had people who believed that uh, it was leading people – into into evil and dark ways. Mostly just got us,
0: <laughs> to, got us to eat Doritos and drink Dr.
1: Pepper. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> which is pretty evil, let's face it.
0: Also, it, you know, the whole idea of playing in a steam tunnel, uh, um, if anybody here has ever done any cosplay, which means dressing up as a character of your own or a character that's famous, like, you know, one of the Avengers or whatever, you, they will tell you that even just the costume makes you not want to do this. So if you're yeah. trying to be like your character... I'm telling you right now, a real D&D character has got way too much crap to carry. They're not gonna wear that and bring their dice yeah. and their books and stuff into some other place. No, no, what no. I... We want a game somewhere where we can just go and sit and be comfortable. There's a fridge and a bathroom nearby. We don't yep. want to trek 30 minutes underground. The weirdest place we ever
1: played was the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. yeah. And one of my great objections to the movie, I remember, is they often de- when they depict people The kids playing mazes and monsters, which not not even trying really to disguise it. They're all playing by candlelight. Yeah, I tried that once with a group of us. It lasted for about five minutes because I can't read the dice. (laughs) Ah crap! I'm getting wax on my character sheet. Damn it! I almost caught my character sheet on fire. This is stupid. Can we turn the lights on? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I actually oh. there was a group I was in there where we played by like, candlelight every week and it was fine. Um Really? It, it was at Westferrick. We actually played music, which is something that I've never had another group do is play hmm. specific music mood music and stuff. Um But yeah, it's it's makes things more difficult. And we'll talk mm. about their their playing of the game <laughs> soon. But oh. please finish your massive yeah. amounts yeah. of oh, trivia.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's interestingly, it's unclear when the story takes place. I'll say, in the, o- in the opening sequence, Robbie and his parents drive by a cinema that's playing *The Empire Strikes Back*, which would put the film around 80 or 81. At J.J. Brockway's Bridget Bardot party, J.J. makes a remark regarding a bottle of wine he is given by Robbie as 1987. Uh, throughout the film, there are numerous signs in the dorm that refer to the year 82, but the calendar in Kate Finch's dorm room shows November 1983.
0: Well, it gets they worse. Ju-
1: ladies and gentlemen, they just didn't care.
0: <laughs> it gets worse because we know that this is the fall semester and some of the ca- the players, the, some of the characters are supposed to be freshmen. Honestly, I can't tell you which ones because we have everybody uh, playing the parts ranging from the ages of 18 to 26. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks, I honestly, I've, I, don't, I haven't seen any childhood photos of him, but I honestly think he's always looked like he's in his at least mid-20s. Um, <laughs> so assuming this film starts in September... And assuming it takes place somewhere in the Northeast because they talk about schools like Tufts and um, MIT, this is uh-huh. this is a fake university grant.
1: Yeah. It's
0: amazing how much time is supposed to pass. And when at the end of the film, when it's supposed to be between the uh, first and second semester,
1: it's summer. Uh, <laughs> so I don't I know. Care. They just don't they care. They just didn't care. Uh, couple of minor things over the course of the film JJ wears eight different hats and changes hats 14 times that was one of my notes what is up with uh, JJ's hats yeah this uh, in the opening scene there's a policeman lieutenant Martini yeah he's played by Murray Hamilton yeah. the mayor from Jaws yeah and this is the first leading role for Tom Hanks before that he had done nothing but TV he's still just doing TV in this yeah. yeah so technically this is a movie but that's that's all the trivia i got there really is not much about this movie good yeah and <laughs> there's a reason for it
0: yeah so for those who forget uh, this is max's hand uh, yep. for this current round of you can't make me you can't make me uh, my play was uh, repo the genetic opera which yeah. had lots of singing this mazes and monsters max's bet uh doesn't mm-hmm. um so we're done with with trivia
1: yep The Lowdown.
0: So I gave this movie an uh, an alternate title. Yeah? I call it Dull with Occasional Laughter. (laughs) Because it is, in fact, dull. Uh, Um, I was afraid of. Well, it's a made-for-TV movie. Um, One of the things that this movie reminded me of, and I'm using the word movie in quotes. If you can't hear it, turn your volume up. Um, (laughs) TV, network TV in the 80s and probably the 90s, in general sucked (laughs) i'd forgotten how much suckitude there was it's Mm. just like the music is bad oh my god the music there are three i think there are three songs in this movie and they're like
1: actual songs yes lyrics love Mm -hmm. theme
0: from mazes and monsters the first one's called friends in this world and it's like listening to lyrics to a feminine hygiene commercial it is (laughs) really awful it Clashes with what we're watching. It's awful. It's terrible. With, eh, whatever. Um, but there's a couple of other names that I'm surprised, or at least one other name that you didn't mention, which surprised me. Anne Francis is in this. Anne Francis uh-huh. is in one of my favorite all-time movies, the uh, which is Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. Yep. She plays one of the parents. She has mm-hmm. really bad '80s hair, um, <laughs> and she's on screen for about ten seconds. But there you go. She plays. I forget whose mom is she. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really
1: doesn't. Yeah, r- remind me. What are the are the parent are any of the parents in this movie other th- anything other than cliches? Oh no, 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 no. Man. So Tom
0: Hanks' parents are the uh, wealthy upper class. Why are you going to this lousy local school type people? And you need to achieve more. Blah blah blah. They, the father drives the Mercedes, and he's the one pushing for business, and the mother's more understanding. I mean, dear gods, <laughs> mm. I've seen paper dolls with more depth than these characters. Um, and unfortunately, JJ's mother, he's the, the youngest one. Uh, she is actively terrible as an actress. And quite honestly, yeah. JJ, who is played by Christopher Makepeace, I guess he gets better. Um, but he first shows up, he, when he first, we see him in his room, and he's wearing a Prussian World War I helmet. You know, the, ballo- oh, the balloon buster. God. And it's yeah, just
1: like... The ones with the spikes on top. Yeah.
0: And you're like, why is he doing this? Yeah. And then he keeps wearing hats, and I realize later, oh... It's supposed to show that he's quirky. And doesn't he have a bird? Yes, he has a minor bird. And it is not listed, but I'm I'm absolutely 100% positive that the minor bird is voiced by Mel Blanc because it's <laughs> that voice. But he has a minor bird that says annoying things that birds don't say at the appropriate times. So whatever. And now mm-hmm. here's the weird part. So as Max pointed out, this the book and this movie, well, and, I'm sorry, the book on which this movie is based is more or less based on this poor guy whose name was James Dallas Egbert III. One of the problems that James Dallas Egbert III had was that he was a 16-year-old college freshman. Oh. And that was likely one of the issues that, that led to his taking his own life. Well, which character in this movie seems most like him? Oh, that would be J.J., played by Christopher Makepeace. So when he shows up, and he's wearing all the hats, <laughs> and he doesn't have friends. Um, and, and, except that but are his does. hats
1: the grandest of all? No. Oh. Well, I well. mean, they
0: range from, what else? He has a, a, a World War I flying ace helmet, you know, with the little goggles. Yeah. Um, a, he a has, a which I helmet. swear, yeah. I swear he's wearing um, uh, Ellery Queen's hat from the series of the same name. Uh, and he just wears hats. It's just I just it, and and eventually even the movie gets tired of it because halfway through
1: they just sort of stop. Ooh. There's no explanation. It's just like I'm not doing this, and he just doesn't wear hats I, anymore. It, but whatever. Let, just about the characters. Rem- let me just see if I if I remember this right. There are four of them. Yes. Uh, there's Tom Hanks, who's sort of the disturbed one.
0: Well, he's not, though. He's not. Well, hang on, hang in on. In the beginning of the film, he's not. He's just like, uh, Dad, leave me alone. I don't want to go and achieve. Okay. And he's fine. He's totally fine. So he fine. starts
1: out normal. Pretty much, okay. yes. Then there's, then there's the girl. <laughs> that, that, I'm sorry. That's, what she, that's how she came like, across in the, in yeah. the uh, movie to me. that I remember she was the girl. She's the one girl in the gaming group. I think she's the one girl in the movie. I think her name's Kate. Okay. And there's the blonde guy. Yeah, the good-looking Yeah, one, who's misunderstood. Gosh, it's hard being good-looking. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Christopher Makepeace's character, the quirky JJ. Right. Okay. So if you know anything about the book or the story or the
0: real person on whom this is vaguely based... Most people don't. You're watching J-Jo, JJ figuring, oh, well, he's going to be the one that goes into the, the tunnels. And he's the one who actually finds the tunnel. They're not tunnels, they're caverns. Because mm-hmm. um, whatever... Um, and at one point he actually is talking about, you know, I think I'll go into those caverns and commit suicide. That'll show him. But the mm-hmm. way he says it, it's not even like he's, there's nobody there except the bird. Oh. <laughs> um, which I guess is sad. Cause like, oh no, he commit he's commit he's, uh, uh, confessing committing suicide to his minor bird. Um, but the way he does it and the way they show it, it's not sad. It's not realistic. It's just sort of met. And honestly, it's kind of funny. Hmm. it's just like you know does does he he commit suicide no he's not the cat that character because somewhere someone I said I figure they started filming and someone said oh wait well this Tom Hanks guy is up and coming we should make him the main character he wasn't up and coming he
1: was almost a complete unknown well he was the tallest of the cast
0: He's also—I don't know—I didn't check the ages in the rest of them because I honestly didn't recognize them and didn't care. But I checked, and sure enough, Tom Hanks is 26, <laughs> and he honestly feels like he should be teaching. But whatever. Um, and it, here's here's a fun fact. You know, when he when he runs in Forrest Gump that weird way he runs, yeah, yeah that's just how Tom Hanks. Runs. Oh, does
1: he run in this one?
0: <laughs> yes, he does, and it's like, oh, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> um, so because okay, so suddenly in in the in the movie. Uh, we find out that Tom Hanks' character, Robbie, had an older brother who ran away. Hmm. Robbie's older brother's name, for only one, and it's a dumb reason, is named Hall. H-A-L-L. Yes, a name that I think nobody has ever been called as their first Maybe name. His name is a shorting for, like, Halston or Halsey? No, it's used, the, the, his name is Hall, so we can have a cryptic message later <laughs> Oh
1: god that's just... right there's the great hall right
0: yes oh, yes <laughs> so we we see JJ who's 16 and wearing hats so that's that's one of his problems (laughs) um and he's he's he doesn't want to be there he doesn't want to go to school and his mother doesn't understand him and there's this opening scene where his mother has redecorated his room and she's basically painted everything white (laughs) for reasons that nobody understands including his computer (laughs) she's literally painted everything the only thing that's not white is the bird the minor bird is thankfully still black and she doesn't understand him and he's going off to school and whatever. And I wrote because it is, it is so noticeable and so bad that the blocking in this movie and the blocking means where the actors are told to stand and how they gesture and things. The blocking in this movie is stiffer than a fresh corpse. <laughs> just, you can just see the actors going, and now I move here mm-hmm. and now I move here. It's just, they're moving for no reason. And they're, you can see them looking at them for their marks. It's terrible. Um, so JJ gets to school and he is a big ma- ma- uh, Mazes and Monsters fan. Um, and somehow he already has a group. So, so, he, uh, so
1: they're already a group when they get to college.
0: Yeah, they need a fourth. They're looking for a fourth, right. and it's like, okay, so JJ doesn't have friends. Oh, except for Kate and I, Daniel. His name's Daniel, ah. um, otherwise known as Whitey von Whiteson. <laughs> Uh <laughs> Because he's very pale Uh, and he's very blonde Mm -hmm. and he's the good looking one and nobody understands him. Um, But they put up a a flyer for a fourth for Mazes and Monsters. And eventually they come across uh, Robbie, who apparently used to play in his old school, which might have been college or high school. We don't know. um, And has been told by his parents that he needs to stop playing that silly game and actually accomplish something, Mm -hmm. which... Well, to be fair, that's actually a reasonable argument for your kid to stop playing if they're focusing too much True. on if the game, obsessing... such, as, such as such as we did yeah. well
1: also <laughs> although we st- we
0: still got our work done, yeah. we all got good grades but
1: yeah but uh tell' me, i I have some vague memory of this. How often do they play interesting that you should ask the answer seems to be twice no no i remember <laughs> no him- i'm no, no, I remember a scene. Where yeah. I think Kate is talk, trying to convince Robbie to play with their group, right? And he's saying, you know, no, we don't play that often. Just four or five times a week. No, it's only like uh, two to three times a two week. Two to three times a week. Which, of course, I said, wimps, <laughs> wimps. <laughs> yeah, but they're talking full length games. You know, when we we played in high school, we would play for like thirty minutes at a time. Well, yeah, but we played five days a yeah. week,
0: and then all day Saturday. <laughs> Sunday we let Max rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sunday um, I spent screaming into my pillow. Yep. But let's face it, if you're I mean, like how often did you play when you were in college? About once a week. Oh, okay. But I mean, in college it's a little easier cuz y'all live there, right? Mm-hmm. It's just going to a different yeah, floor you got or a lot maybe more a different work. dorm. You don't have as much time. Right. So and you know, the Robbie is like you can tell he's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I can't do it. My, you know, he doesn't say my dad won't let me, but he's like, oh, I focus too much on the game, I can't do it anymore, and I can't do it anymore. anymore. And I convince him to play at the Bridget Bardot party because that's a thing, sure, right? Oh I, yeah, know, all and the, the kids the thing, are into Bridget Bardot. JJ has no friends, you know, it's sad. Except the Bridget Bardot party, at, which is in his dorm room, is packed. Huh. There are all these people in costume, and everybody's having a good time, and it's like. Is this when you decided that JJ is not going to be the character that's actually based on the person on whom this whole thing
1: started? Okay. So let me let me ask. You I don't this know. Ana, stop you and go uh, we'll get to some oh, of please. the other questions. How did you feel about the game? The movie's depiction of the game. <laughs> My next note was the first game scene written by no one
0: who's ever played D anD. d Okay, one of the things that never happens: no one rolls a single die. Ever. None of the players? The GM doesn't? Or, excuse me, no, the maze controller? No. The maze... I'm your maze controller. That's like comp troller. Mm. I don't know. Uh, no, and in fact, there's a scene where the person running the game... I'm trying to remember who the first GM was. I think the first GM is Daniel. Okay. And, yeah, because JJ... they And you can tell JJ is, is... He wants more out of the game. He wants there to be another new level and everyone introduces themselves as being ninth level like mm. whatever you are if you've achieved this level this means something and it's like I okay I can write up a character that's tenth yeah. level uh, that doesn't it doesn't matter like you, nobody says I'm a ninth level paladin they, they don't do that mm. they say I'm a paladin my character does this I'm the great vogsprots or whatever mm. um, so obviously these people don't understand what what that's about but JJ wants to basically, do something new and in this case he's found the caverns and he wants people basically he's he's inventing larping is what he's doing Uh. and what he does is they come across a trap and daniel as the comp i'm sorry the maze controller (laughs) describes this scene which is obviously a trap and uh we enter and i'm going to drag in one of our friends i don't think he's a listener but whatever but it suddenly becomes charles forsyth killer dungeon because the character says well I leap forward to grab the treasure and the maze controller, Daniel's like, it, it's a trap. Um, they're gem-encrusted spikes, oh, I, you die. I, I like, there's no die rolling, there's, there's no how many hit no... points, there's no saving throw, there's nothing. Really? It's just, oh, you die. This, you, you die, know?
1: not you take this much damage or make a roll, no. make a, make <laughs> a roll to avoid. There's no dice.
0: There's no dice. I, were dice, like, trademark? You couldn't depict I, them or something? Yeah. I don't, without their consent? Were there any on the know.
1: table? Could you see any?
0: I don't remember. Well, you have to understand, so these things were supposed to disappear. No one kept a copy. I don't even think that whoever showed it, NBC, kept a copy. So some person with an early VHS machine copied this, and then later, somebody replayed it on some sort of CRT, meaning an old-fashioned TV, and another person aimed a video camera at it, which is why we have this. So. The details are a little fuzzy, um, which is fine. So maybe, but there's like, there's no mechanics of the game at all. And maybe they thought if we show anything, we'll be into copyright infringement. I don't know. But so what happens is, oh, the character's dead. And one of the character, the Kate is playing a priest and they're like, well, can't you bring her back? I don't have enough spell points. Well... What? okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I know because you could just like pray to your God, you'll get your story you Wait points. till anybody who's played it just wait till tomorrow. Yeah. The corpse is right there. it's fine. Yeah. But there's like oh, it's over and people are like, well if JJ's character is not gonna be there, I don't know what I want to do and it's like, okay, I'm sorry you literally have never even played or seen a game because if characters dying that's part of the deal. that happens. Everyone else keeps their characters and we keep going and make new friends. <laughs> um, but but keep the old. one is silver the other gold um so yeah so that's the way that jj goes well i was thinking maybe we could play another kind of game and they he's like we should play in these caverns uh, and these caverns that are closed off because the last time anybody went in them they got lost and died yeah so that sounds
1: like a good idea let's go play
0: there yeah so and you should dress up your hair hey i borrowed all these costumes from the 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 drama department so yeah. that's why you have these these you know, professional level costumes that you suddenly just have and fit you. Sure. Um, yeah, and you get to play your... And, and the weird thing is is that it's a new game because there's a different controller. Um, I assume a new world, but they're all playing their old characters. <laughs> so, oh. I, hmm. whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. The, they, they literally show them playing the game at a table once. Mm-hmm. They show a nice big scene of them when the first time they go into the, ca- the caverns, and then later they get lost in the caverns. That's it. That's all the gaming there is. Huh. Um, and it honestly, it's sort of like, I was like, oh, it's sort of like a, a, an escape room, right? This <sighs> is this is kind of cool. People would do this. Of course, the caverns, I wrote, uh, ah, yes, the fetid caverns of the Sleestack.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not real.
0: And it, Isn't it they're,
1: down in the caverns, though, that Robbie starts to lose it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Robbie's playing, he's now playing a... Uh, priest character uh he follows again vog sprouts the frog god i don't remember yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter um this might be one of those times where they decide well maybe this game actually has christianity in it because whatever um and he starts well he's the, the reason that, that he's starting to go cuckoo is that he's starting to have dreams about his brother yeah. and apparently what happened was his brother the night he ran away he came into robbie's room and said, "Do you have any money?" And Robbie's like, "Yeah, I have my." What do you want money for? He's like, "I need your money. I'm running away." And his guilt stems from the fact that if he thinks if he didn't give the money to his brother, he wouldn't have run away. Huh.
1: Well, so that's, that's a
0: kid's logic, sure. Except he's 26. I'm
1: sorry, he's 18 now. <laughs> well, yeah, but if he, th- how old was he when uh, Hall ran away?
0: Uh, I'm gonna have to go with I don't care. Ah, so yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, and then every, I'm going to guess the movie's broken into thirds, it's about an hour and a half, so roughly every half an hour we get another song, um, and there's, there's a montage, and it's, people are holding hands and feeling fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, do you douche? Yeah, it's like that, so,
1: okay, yeah. Next question. Yeah. Can you separate your feelings about how they portray the, the gaming from the overall quality of the film? Sure, because the gaming, quite
0: honestly, has almost nothing yeah, to do it with sounds it. Sounds like that, yeah. The He's... one thing that the uh, the one thing the movie gets right is that they basically don't end up blaming the game. the 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 Inspector Martini guy kind of tries to, but it's plainly obvious to anybody who actually watched this movie that the reason that Robbie goes off the deep end. Has everything to do with the guilt of his brother and nothing to do with the game. Yeah, the game just becomes like a focus. Well, they wanted to drag that, you know, because you said it was a scare of sorts. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, it was. I mean, D and D was was big at the time, but it wasn't that big. We're not talking Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We're talking. I don't know what we're talking. Um Battle Beyond I the Stars. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, <laughs> actually, probably as many people saw that as played D and D at the time. Mm-hmm. Although it, you know, D and D was doing well, but it was still like. If you walked down your average American street and said Dungeons and Dragons, most people would be like, what? It really was not mainstream culture. It just wasn't. So game stores were, you know, those places off the side street somewhere that you went and the people who knew games would play them, but it was not a thing. Mm. So, yeah, so the movie is bad on its own. It has nothing to do with gaming.
1: How dated does the movie feel?
0: As dated as date can be. uh it is, it, it, whenever anybody tries to do like a retro film, it's like, oh, we're going back to the 80s or something. It There's just something that doesn't feel about that time. This has every feeling yeah. ever. I'm sitting there looking at the cars. It's like, I can smell the exhaust. Ah, the um, the part clothes, of it, the hair. Oh, yeah. And part of it takes place in New York City. New York North City! City. Um, and so you Get can see yeah like at one point robbie has run away and he's he's run away to new york city so they can't be that far from new york city um and he walks by a a a theater that has a slayer concert (laughs) and i think i thought you know he's probably in more danger from slayer
1: than he Mm. is from like conjuring a demon at Um, that point though hasn't he sort of he's just gone full loco and he thinks he's his character yes yes
0: and that's why he's left he's he's Decided that he's I don't know Munkar the magnificent I don't remember his character no I
1: cares oh god I do Pardue oh yeah Pardue Pardue
0: he's he's Pardue the Mm. the chase so uh, man there's so many dumb things that these this leads into so again when I talked about the time being an issue so in the first two months of the semester this is what happens Mm -hmm. everybody shows up at school starts their semester manages to find a gaming group starts gaming two to three times a week or so they say. Uh, Tommy and Kate get into a relationship. Um, there's a Halloween party, the wait, Bridget Bardot party. Wait, who's Tommy? I'm sorry, not Tommy. Uh, Robbie. Robbie. Tom, Tom okay, Hanks. T-
1: uh, Robbie okay. and
0: Kate get into a, a a relationship. Okay. The first game ends. The second game starts. They start going into the the tunnels, um, and Robbie starts then having flashbacks. Turns into Pardue uh, a little bit enough so that his his he's getting these dreams where a shadowy figure as voiced by Tom Hanks who's apparently uh, supposed to be his older brother hmm. is telling him that uh, he must find the way and set aside these worldly things and he eventually he drops Kate who for, he tells her it's like oh no I still love you but I can't touch you and uh, he starts giving away his things because of course you know monks don't covet this sort of thing hmm. uh, but he doesn't tell anybody why and the, the, the pardue thing doesn't pop up uh, and this all happens in two months Busy time. then I know. And then, after the commercial, uh, Daniel and Kate start going out. Okay. And, although, they're still gaming. So, there's one of the things right there. It's like, if you've got a very close-knit group of gamers, yeah. I four, and there is a relationship that goes bad, the gaming group's not staying together.
1: <laughs> no, Dad, I have to disagree with you there. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess you would, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. <laughs> weren't, weren't things a little tense, though? Yeah, sometimes, but it you got to understand, it was several people who had been dating several other people, and yeah, it, it got awkward. Okay.
0: Uh, all right, well, eventually, it felt it, weird because there was like, no, they didn't talk about it. I was oh, we're well, though, I'm sorry, they said they were gaming. We never saw it, uh, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So he turns into, he starts slowly turning into Pardue and having more and more dreams, and he starts making this map, which is exceedingly obvious and he doesn't show it to anybody but once he disappears they find the map now here's where things actually take a kind of melancholy turn so this is in 1982 mm-hmm. and robbie eventually escapes to new york although without snake plisking <laughs> <laughs> i heard he was dead yeah you know um so there's something in new york in 1982 that's not there anymore Oh, the and two kind towers. Of, yeah. So he's making this map of the two towers. Ooh. And we're all supposed to not think World Trade Center. We're all supposed to think Tolkien. Yeah. And we're supposed to not make the connection.
1: So we're supposed to be very, very stupid.
0: Yes. Ah. So eventually, as I said, he becomes Pardue and he runs away and he runs to New York and of course he finds trouble because he passed that Slayer concert. And I'm telling you, (laughs) that's the problem is the Slayer concert. I remember
1: a couple of scenes in a sewer, like he actually gets mugged and he beats the guys up or stabs one of them. Yeah, he stabs one. So so,
0: um, uh, Lenny and Squiggy are... (laughs) Wearing wearing eye makeup. I, really, it kind of is. <laughs> there's a tall one, a short one. Neither of them looks like they could actually beat up their mother, uh, assuming their mother was wheelchair-bound and had an IV bag. It, and they're like, let's get him. I mean, it's really, I, I think they honestly said, let's wait, get him. Wait, wait, he
1: actually stabs one. Well,
0: well so they start chasing him. Me,
1: excuse me, if he is a cleric, he should not be using
0: edged weapons. Yes, we know. <laughs> we don't like. We don't even know why he has the whatever. Okay. So he passes by Lenny and Squiggy, mm-hmm. and they start chasing him. And he decides the best thing to do is to run down an alley because okay, he's Pardew. He doesn't know understand the ways of this modern world. Whatever, and he's getting attacked by. Let me think. Uh, Squiggy. Ah. no, Lenny. I'm sorry, Lenny. He gets Lenny, attacked by not, Lenny. Not the
1: Squigtones.
0: Okay. No, and he has this knife and he sees it as the eyes of pardue and he's wearing his ep- his his costume and he pulls out a sword which is this jack knife and yeah. he ends up stabbing lenny in the belly mm-hmm. and then runs away horrified with what he's done squiggy who's sees a knife and goes ah he runs off too and quite honestly Len- lenny is sitting there going look he's holding the wound and he's looking up like you stabbed me dude really (laughs) no wait dude did you just he doesn't look really hurt he looks kind of pissed uh kind of like uh, you know confused and then pardue runs off into the subway and he leaps off the platform into the subway tunnels thus bringing up one of the other urban legends about somebody playing DD going into subway tunnels and there he meets a bum who I am absolutely positive, I didn't look this up, but I'm absolutely positive is the guy who plays Red, the mayor from Back to the Future, who also ends up becoming a bum on the bench. Uh. (laughs) So, yeah. And then he starts speaking. He's like, do you know the way to to, to this and that? And do you know the Great Hall? And we're all supposed to not remember that. Hall is his d- dead brother. Uh, it's like, missing okay.
1: brother, yeah. Well, oh, he's dude? assumed dead. Okay. It's
0: assumed dead. We, we never found him, which oh. could mean anything. but he assumes he's dead. And, of course, the guy says, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, do you know the way to the two towers? Oh, yeah, sure. You go upstairs and you take a left. You can't miss him because, you know. And, and the, 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 it is actually very melancholy and very kind of creepy because at this point in, in uh, 82, the World Trade Center's old hat. Like it's like, oh we're gonna and they just it's like, oh I know, we'll we'll equate this Lord of the Rings reference with these buildings. Which nobody does or did. And then we see the the World Trade Center later on and it's just very plain. It's an office building. I have to say that the lobby, very, very dull. (laughs)
1: Um and then so the view from the top was really impressive.
0: Yeah, it was closed, although they or at least it was closed in the movie, but they bypassed that and go up there anyway. Um And lucky for them, they pick the right tower, because quite honestly, he could have been in either one, and they just happened to pick the right one. Mm -hmm. His friends find the map. There's a map, and it says, The Two Towers, The Great Hall. And they're like, what does this mean?
1: It's like, Uh, okay. It's like, (laughs) so (laughs) they're very stupid. Got it.
0: Hey, (laughs) Scooby-san,
1: get some sushi. Get a clue. Um, Yeah, so. And doesn't they find him up there, and he's about to try to fly off? Yeah,
0: he's going to go join the Great Hall, which,
1: which
0: uh. Kate suddenly remembers. Oh, wait, I think he had a brother named Hall. Because <laughs> he did tell her about Hall. Okay. Um, and it's like, nobody's called Hall, but whatever. That's it. That's why he's called Hall, and so we can have a map that has the Great Hall written yeah. on it. How do they stop and somebody, him?
1: Hey, wait, don't. Oh, no, no, I actually saw this scene. When I was trying to find the video... They, I,
0: they, they talk him down as Pardue. They realize yeah the Yeah, uh, JJ but,
1: says, I'm the maze controller, and I say, yeah. you don't have enough points to fly.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's it's basically, hey, wait, don't. And the thing is, is that I, obviously there's no... I don't know what kind of scaffolding or whatever you'd have to put up there to make it safe. But it's, it's obvious that Tom, at this point, hasn't ever even gotten off the back of a horse... So his vaulting this fence at the top of the World Trade Center, he's like, his foot touches the upper rung of the the of the little fence there, and you can tell he has absolutely no intention of it going any further than that. Wait, Pardue, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or Robbie, they call so, him wrong. So how does it finally end? Uh, with utter boredom and despair on my part. Okay, no. So, this is where it gets even dumber. Like, you're thinking it can't get any dumber, but it gets dumber. So, in the middle of the uh, break between fall and spring semester, you know, summer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they go to visit Robbie's family's farm up in wherever. Summer. Wait. It's in summer. I mean, Robbie
1: went to a farm upstate where you can run and play and be with other dogs? Um, quite honestly, that's exactly where he goes. Oh, okay. (laughs) All good
0: Robs go to heaven. (laughs) Um and they get there they're going to visit their friend all three of them uh i believe if i'm correct jj has long since stopped wearing hats okay. so there's no hat um and the mother says oh it's so nice for you to visit him you should tell oh, he's out back and everything she just says oh robbie's out back he'll be glad to see you and she doesn't say oh by the way he never got better he thinks he's pardue oh okay <laughs> so they go out back oh and i remember this... okay so there's this lovely it's a he, their family has a lovely farm somewhere. Uh-huh. I would actually guess Connecticut. It looks Connecticutish. Connecticutish. Connecticut, Connecticut Connecticut. Like that. Okay. And he's they have a I think there's a big river up back or a big pond or something in a forest past that. And he's like, Oh, the, the, the innkeeper and his wife are so kindly to me and blah blah blah. But they warn me not to go into the forest because of the dreaded monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you know we should we, i think we should go and rid the forest of the monsters and they're all like robbie you're kidding right seriously robbie that's that's you right it's like no i am pardue it's like oh dear god mm-hmm. and so what better way to help their friend but say yes we are those characters let's go into the forest and rid it of the monsters and then everything will be safe mm-hmm. and that's how it. Is. Oh, God. I, yeah,
1: I always forget in psychology if you're supposed to challenge a delusion or go along with it. There's some... The idea keeps changing. I, well, I'm pretty so, sure you're not supposed to encourage it. I think it's fair to say that there is literally
0: nobody in this film who is qualified to make that decision. Ah. But it's also like, the dude's nuts, supposedly. Yeah. So why is he just in the backyard? Like, don't go past the fence. Okay. Yeah. that That's going to work. Like, it's quite. He should be somewhere. And it's obvious he should be somewhere. I don't believe for an instant that his mom just didn't happen to notice that he thinks he's Pardue. You know? So. Oh, every whatever. boy
1: goes through a phase where he thinks he's a role playing cleric. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And for the most part of the film, I think Tom Hanks is trying. Mm-hmm. He's not succeeding, but I think he's trying. And then later in the film, when he becomes Pardue, things just take a very bad, bad turn acting-wise. Well, that leads me into Um, another question. How are the performances? They range from you've got to be kidding to adequate. And Tom Hanks is generally adequate. Kate is adequate. The blonde guy, Daniel, is bordering on any sort of adequate minus because uh, you know their whole i guess they decided somebody you know he has to have some kind of personality which he doesn't yeah. um and, and his whole personality is gosh it's hard being good looking nobody takes me seriously i'd really just like to have a girlfriend i don't want to just keep going out with all these different girls
1: it's like uh i think <laughs> you're lying grandpa <laughs> world's smallest violin tuning up over here
0: yeah and you know he is he's tan he's blonde I mean he's hes the kind of guy who did just fine mm. and I'm not saying that you can't be good looking and have personal problems but I don't buy it mm. for an instant not here um, the, you know the 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 parents he, he range... doesn't bring
1: that across in other words he doesn't he, he it sounds like he tells you he's having a hard time but there's no evidence of it he can't bring across the idea that he ate lunch that day well, so maybe he no. didn't
0: um yeah so the acting and you know we get people like Anne francis who honestly can do far better than this thankfully she's only on screen for 10 minutes the mother jg's mother if i don't know who she is i don't care she's literally awful um then you get somebody like martini and uh I, you said you knew who he was martin somebody
1: yeah um
0: oh dear it's in my notes whatever whatever that character actor's name yeah, is murray murray it. hamilton murray hamilton mm-hmm. um Quite honestly, I felt that McGruff the crime dog was more compelling a police officer character because hey. this guy just, no. He, for one thing, he's wearing a an, a trench coat oh, all dear. the time and it's fully buttoned. And he wears like the detective hat, which I, whatever. But what, the deerstalker?
1: Like Sherlock no, Holmes?
0: Oh. No, like Hillary Queen, like oh, that hat, oh, you know, okay, that, okay. that dad hat. He's wearing yeah. a dad hat. And he's just you know i played they played mazes and monsters i bet it has something to do with mazes and monsters and you know when
1: Wait a he, minute. When they why qu- are the police there
0: well so at one point robbie goes missing right because oh, he's cardew oh, oh. and they think he's gone into the cavern and there's this is very tense scene where the where daniel and kate go looking for him and kate gets lost uh-huh and daniel's already in the cavern for reasons but we don't understand does she fall
1: and twist her ankle
0: you know she actually doesn't, so I'll oh, give the character. Okay. Uh, she 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 has that going for her, um, but you know, luckily because the cave is so well lit, uh, <laughs> Daniel finds her in time, and they're looking for Robbie can't find him. So they're eventually they're like, we should go tell somebody. They try calling his home and his oh, mom all right. know where he is So about they that. they go to the cops, but they have to like clean their tracks. So they have to like pull all of the stuff out of the caverns, all of their their LARPing stuff. Yeah. Because uh, here's the cool thing, the one cool thing. So when JJ takes over the game and says we're playing in the caverns, the dude like sets stuff up. There's set stuff there, like yeah. there's torches and there's you know stuff to interact with. It's not great, but it's like, dude, if you we'd done this in the eighties, we'd have been all over this. This would have been great. <laughs> um, but they only show them doing it once. Um, so they have to pull all their stuff because they don't want to be implicated, and of course they're like, oh, "Mazes and Monsters," they'll think we did it, and it's like, "Well, dun, dun, dun. yeah, but only because the script told them to." Mm-hmm. So sure enough, McGruff the Crime Dog shows up and goes, mm, "I smell Mazes and Monsters. That's what happened. He got taken in by Mazes. He, he, um, the maze got him, or the monster, or he tried to take there. too big a bite out of crime." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when they first start playing, Tom Hanks as pardue, this is where things get really weird. Um. He sees a demon, right? Uh. So he sees this demon. The problem is that the demon costume is so bad, you're not sure if it's meant to be a hallucination or or JJ in a costume. Yeah, because it's like, this might have come from the drama department. We don't know. It's that bad. And so it's supposed to be the first time that we see Robbie going cuckoo. Mm -hmm. But instead it comes off as, oh, that's the best that JJ could do on a limited budget and stealing from the drama department. So whatever. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they, they you know, oh, I smell mazes and monsters. And, and, and they, they go on that. And eventually they have to admit, yeah, yeah, we, we play mazes and monsters. And um, then they find they find the map, which they don't show to the, the cops and suddenly figure it's like, this is, hey, this isn't a map of our maze. It's I don't know where this is. It's Manhattan. Uh, it is very plainly, obviously Manhattan. It says at the top, of the two towers, the Great Hall. What does it mean? Okay.
1: Somebody tell somebody me. Somebody tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell
0: me. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, just bleh. Yeah. What was your question? All <laughs> oh, right, performances. Uh, again, yeah, adequate to terrible.
1: Was it at yeah. all distracting having Tom Hanks in there? I mean, did you sit there going, I mean, it's very different to see it now that he's a that he's Tom Hanks. Does it distract? You sit there going, "Oh, whatever you say, Tom Hanks." I mean, Robbie.
0: Um, yes and no. Mm. I mean, you're sitting there going, "Well, I know he goes on to do a lot better than this," and I guess Christopher Makepeace has done some things. Not a lot. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember him much. But literally nobody else in here except Anne Francis is. I mean, maybe they had a a career. Hey, Susan Strasberg is
1: in there, and she's famous for being Lee Strasberg's daughter. Ah. god i wonder if
0: she was robbie's mother or no jj's mother mm. the one who's really terrible um so it's sort of because it's like oh it's tom hanks um and again when they if you know anything about the real people it's like well why isn't this jj's character i don't understand yeah. but him being tom hanks not really mm. um okay because it's that bosom buddies time of his career it is, literally so it's you, like the year after the show ended i think so he did bosom buddies first yeah Okay, because he was far better in that. (laughs) And again, well, the thing that's distracting, it's like, I'm going to college, I am 18 years old. No. (laughs) No, my hip! Yeah, it's just like... uh, That's
1: always been a problem when you get high school students who are played by 30-somethings, or college students who, you know, are using walkers. They've done that for years. And I double-checked, and it's like, yeah, he's 26.
0: Mm. It's like, there's, there's no teen about this, so whatever. Um, although the Christopher Makepeace was 18, and he actually, it's like, eh, okay, I'll buy it. I don't, I don't know if I'd the buy it. The only 16, other thing I, I know him teenage.
1: from was uh, Meatballs. Yeah, yeah, Alien Meatballs Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> Next question. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's it. I've, I've gone through all my questions. So, overall. Well, wait,
0: gonna, I have to see first if I, I uh, had any other notes, because I think I did. Okay. Um, oh, the script. I ch- forgot to see who wrote the script, but I finally figured it out. Uh, I think it was, in fact, The minor bird. Mm-hmm cuz <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Rona
1: Jaffe adapted it. Uh maybe she's a minor bird and you just didn't know. <laughs> it's possible. A lot of New York writers in the 80s were in fact uh talking birds. It's true. Yeah. Don't dispute me. Yeah, and you know Mel Blanc, cuz whatever. No, she wrote the novel, um, some guy named Tom Lazarus wrote the screenplay. I bet that's
0: the name of the minor bird. Did you check
1: for the credit for the minor bird? <laughs> I remember the minor bird's name is Merlin.
0: Yeah. Uh right, so it is because yeah, just like the wasn't that the name of the dog in Labyrinth? Yes, yes, it was. Aha! Labyrinth ripped this off. <laughs> Labyrinth maze. hmm, I'm looking at you, Jim Henson. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The cavern scenes I said were a mix of cool and boring because it's like part of it's like oh you know they set it up like an escape room where like LARPing and it's like this could be cool but it's boring. It's dull. It's you no know, nothing. Nothing going on here. Um, it couldn't be more made for TV if it tried. It really is just, there's nothing about this that feels like it could ever have been in a theater. Um, yeah, the game is supposed to consume them, right? So that was the whole scare mm-hmm. that D&D just consumed. And these people are seemed mildly interested <laughs> in playing D&D. It's like, oh, this is cool. We like doing this. But they just like, when the... When the um, relationship between Robbie and Kate starts, they seem to spend a lot of time together. And it's like at one point Robbie's even like, Look, you my roommate moved out. We could live together now. Like there's this whole extra stuff with the relationship. And it's like these people are there's no posters on the wall of Jethro Tull. There's no Frisetta <laughs> posters. There's these people are not obsessed They're with, not with gaming. They're not no. gaming geeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. No so it's just like you know if you're trying to drum up the whole gaming is bad thing you're doing a really bad especially because it ends up just being his brother Mm. and it's like this weird guilt i guess of oh i gave my brother money i shouldn't have done that oh (laughs) woe is me i shall be pardue forever Mm. whatever um so so yeah so overall uh, oh yes and at the height of the movie's so-called tension Mm. so right in the middle of when we're looking for for pardue And he's lost and we don't know where he is. They go to JJ's bedroom back home. Remember his mother is a, a interior decorator. This is an important plot point. (laughs) They pause so that we can look at the new decorated room. And we, I guess it's meant to be like some sort of reconciliation with his mom who isn't even there Mm -hmm. to show that this time she's decorated it in a way that he would actually like it. It's all set up like, you know, it's got director's chairs and it's got movie stuff and it's, it's like, oh, great. We're going to stop right here at the denouement. And we are going to stop to look at a decorated room. Mm. So there's also a dumb part in the end where they're running after. They figured out where Robbie is. He's, he's going to go. They figure he's going to jump off the World Trade Center because whatever. And they pick the right tower okay. And 50-50 Yeah. So they're going up the escalator as Robbie's coming down. And they literally miss him. Oh, they go right the escalators oh. are right next to each other and they he's come down because he's not sure what to do. They go up, they don't see him, they come down, he goes up, and it's like I literally cannot figure out how you missed him. I just don't know. Um yeah, and then of course the stupid part was the uh fact that it was supposed to be winter and mm. it's really the height of summer.
1: So basically what you're saying was you really like this movie.
0: The roundup.
1: This film comes in pretty much at
0: meh. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be a film that's trying to make you believe that there is this horrible evil in the world, and it's called Dungeons and Dragons, and and it doesn't even do that. The movie kind of even admits, it's like, yeah, it's really just about mental, mental illness. That's all. Um, it's meh. It is a TV movie. Mm-hmm. There are, I'm going to say, there might have been in the history of TV movies, and I'm being kind here, five that were memorable. And that people talk well, about. I assume like... you're counting the Star Wars holiday special. And <laughs> to be fair, that's not a movie. That was a variety oh, show. Oh. Well, so because you know, we because we had things like Art Carney and um, Jefferson Starship um, and Jefferson Starship don't. and um, uh, Ma B. Arthur singing. <laughs> For those of you who have not seen the Star Wars holiday oh, God, special, don't. do yourself a big favor and go find it right oh, now. No, don't cause... listen to him. Remember, George said it was okay. Yeah, George Lucas, who <laughs> swore it would never be seen again. Too bad because people yep. taped it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this too. If you're a Star Wars fan and you have not seen this, then you're not really a Star Wars fan because you have not seen the literal first appearance mm, of Boba Fett. Because Boba Fett's first appearance is in this as a cartoon. Yep, it, it's true. Uh, so it's, it is very meh. Um, there were parts where I just started laughing because it was so bad, yeah. um, which is always fun. But it's it's if you're a gamer and you don't want to watch this, that's fine. You know, it's not gonna. You're still a gamer. Yeah. We love you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this still do not This is not like oh man, you're not a real gamer if you haven't seen this. It's no, no, no. We I'd argue more for about Aragon for that.
0: But well, this is one of those movies where. Um, max and i have have remembered it and it's of course with current gaming i'm sure most people are going what are you talking about what scare demon scare like it's 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 so lost into time that it's it's best left there yeah um i'm I'm almost sorry that there is in fact a version of it available online because that's the only place you can watch it it certainly was never like made for home release you actually
1: can get it uh, on uh, a good a better quality on youtube prime or whatever they call (laughs) it if you pay like four bucks you can watch it so this is how they're roping people into
0: subscribing to YouTube yep, Prime. It's like, oh, you want the monsters. you want the good version, you want the nice 720 version <laughs> instead of the 240. You're gonna pay, my friend. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so mazes and monsters. And here now, so uh, we're gonna uh, tally up the scores on this one. And I gotta say, unless you have any objections, Max, I think I win this hand. I think
1: you do because uh, your major objection to this was it was dull and boring, whereas. Uh, Repo: The Genetic Opera was painful, not yes, not agonizing. I, I mean, we're not talking Sherlock Gnomes here, <laughs> but it, but it did have much more singing. It, Fifty-eight singing. It had. I it right. had. A, I mean, I will say it was not dull, but it was no. very bad. So yeah, I yeah. think you you take this hand.
0: Woo-hoo! So it stands at a one chip. apiece. One apiece. But next week. Next, week. Oh, what next am, week. What are, we are you inflicting on me next week? Well, you know, I'm actually going to be a little bit nicer to Max because, uh, you know, Repo. I well, Repo ended up not being as bad no, as I thought it was horrific? going to be, and obviously, I wasn't nearly mean enough to Max because I still have not forgiven him for, sh- <laughs> for, sh-
1: so you don't have sh- show, to say it, showgirls. Oh dear,
0: <laughs> save me from Go to your happy place. Uh, so I'm going to be a little nice because I'm actually going to pick a movie that has one of uh, Max's current favorite actors in oh. it, um, somebody that he's hoping will one day be one of his close personal friends. I'm going to pick, pick, pick a uh, Peter Dinklage movie for Max. Oh, all right. Which one? So this is uh, a Peter Dinklage movie. It's recent. It's only from, I think it's 2015. Is that where it's from? 2015. Uh, so it's recent. Oh,
1: no. Um,
0: it's a nice big budget film. It, it's all pop oh, culture-y, so I know that no. Max is going to like it. Um, it has Sean Bean. Now, to be fair, Sean I don't know. Now, this is a, this is the, the, like a reunion sort of Sean Bean and and uh, Peter Dinklage. Of course, were both in Game of Thrones. Um, very so Sean Bean dies course, in the
1: first scene, or what?
0: Well, I you know to be fair, because of course I haven't seen no. this, I, I I don't know. Uh, it also is going to have Dan Aykroyd. Oh, all right. But the star, which I know is one of Max's favorite <sighs> movie it. stars don't ever. Say it.
1: Please don't say is Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Oh, no, you're making <laughs> me watch Max, Pixels. I am. Oh. Max, is
0: my hand yeah. for this next round will be Pixels. Max yeah. next week is going to watch Pixels. Pixels. Oh. Pixels. Oh. And uh, now it was Good.
1: directed by Chris Columbus, so it's a nice big director. This. This is, I've seen scenes from this. And this is supposed to be one of the biggest stink burgers of 2015 and, in fact, one of the worst of two, the 2000s. Um, it has a Metascore of 27. Oh. And lately its popularity is down. Pix- pixels. <laughs> oh.
0: uh, and what, oh. what is your hand, Max? What are you playing well, for the week gosh. after? Well, <laughs> gosh.
1: I know how much you like animated movies. I love animated movies. And I know how much you love cell phones. Hmm? Yep. So you're going to watch, this is the, you know, Saudi Arabia recently opened up to allow American movies Okay This is the first movie they allowed to be shown Oh, that must be good then Maybe I remember somebody commenting, it's possible that this was a really clever ploy of theirs To show people this and say this is an American movie to guarantee no one would ever go to see another one Uh Uh-oh. You're going to watch the Emoji Movie.
0: (laughs) Wait, does that not in fact star Patrick Stewart as a poo? Yes,
1: Patrick Stewart is the talking (laughs) poo emoji.
0: Wow, you know, last week... Or I should say two weeks ago when we announced uh, the the hand, which was going yeah. to be um, Repo versus Mazes and Monsters, I was like, I was pretty confident. Because I was, you know, I bet I haven't seen Mazes and Monst- I bet it's not going to, it's just
1: going to be sort of dull, which is what it yeah. was.
0: I think I got this hand. This next hand, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this
1: is actually, I, I have not seen the Emoji movie, I, but I've read reviews about it. I think we've got, we're pretty close. This could go to the judges, yeah. as they say. And Pixels in the Emoji Movie. So next week, next we week will be is discussing pixels. Max having watched
0: Pixels. Uh-huh. And then the week after, we will then talk about my having watched the Emoji Movie. Yep. And uh, we will see who won. And then uh, that will be the third of four hands. Who will win this contest? Yes. Who will to, win this? Two contest? men enter.
1: Two men leave. Two men enter. Two, you know, that's just not a dramatic. Two men puke.
0: Huh. You say potato. Yeah. I say potato. Potato. Wait. I, I, I say tomato. You say tomato. Tomato. Maybe. Sorry, I don't see what the conflict I don't get is in this song. I, I I don't I don't get it. But if you get it, yep. we'll see you next yes, week. Yes, we will. Max Mike Movies is a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.